G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. When you share your faith next to being a Christian, this is one of the most joyful, fulfilling things we can do. It's not just for the lost people, folks. It's for us. It's for us too. Coming today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out the compelling truth that when we bring others to Christ, it brings us closer to Christ. I believe if we would just obey the great commission, we would experience personal revival. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Our mission statement here at A New Beginning is knowing Him and making Him known. Today, we'll see how those two ideas are inseparably linked. When we make Him known, we know Him better. When we draw other people to Christ, we're drawn to Christ. Sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? And today, as Pastor Greg Laurie brings us the final installment in his popular series examining the Jesus Movement, we'll see how we can put that great idea into practice. You know, one of the real traits of the Jesus movement was people were out everywhere sharing the gospel. That was the way it was back then. You say, well, that, that's great, man. I wish it was that way today. Why can't it be that way today? Uh, last time I checked, the Great Commission is still in the Bible. Let's read it. This is a very important statement that, frankly, we all should commit to memory. Jesus says, Matthew 28, verse 18. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. There's one more version of the Great Commission, if you will. That's in Mark 16, 8, 15 where Jesus simply says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every person. So to pull it all together, the great commission is to go into all the world and preach the gospel, led by the Holy Spirit to bring people to Christ, then to disciple them. This is where a lot of people uh, miss a key element. It's not just to proclaim the gospel, it's to lead people to Christ and disciple them, get them up on their feet spiritually, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you to the end of the age. I believe if we would just obey the great commission, we would experience personal revival. Why do I say that? Because when you get your eyes off of yourself for a moment and think about somebody else that's lost and separated from God and leave your comfort zone and seek to 
share your faith next to being a Christian, this is one of the most joyful, fulfilling things we can do. But sadly for many, the Great Commission is the great omission. Now let me say something that might surprise some, but I believe it's true. I believe to not share the gospel can actually be a sin. And you might say, well, Greg, you're going too far. Well, wait, hold on, what is the sin? <laughs> One definition of sin is to cross a line. So if I'm told, don't step on the black carpet, and I step on the black carpet, I just cross the line. That's called a trespass. So when I break a commandment, or I do what God tells me not to do, I just cross the line. That's a sin. That's a sin of commission. But then there's a sin of omission. The sin of omission is not doing what I should do. The Bible says to him that knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So if I really believe the Bible, and I really believe what the Bible says about the afterlife, that there really is a heaven and there really is a hell, if I really believe the gospel which effectively says Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father, and I really believe if a person rejects Christ, they will spend eternity separated from him, and I don't even try to engage a person in a conversation, that could be the sin of omission, you see? So we don't want that to happen, and I think also we miss out on a great blessing. Here's how it spiritually revives you. When you get a new believer in your life, it can reinvigorate your faith. Listen to this. A new Christian needs an older believer in their life to stabilize them. An older Christian needs a younger believer in their life to energize them, you know? So, you know, if you've known the Lord for a long time and you just hang around with other people that have known the Lord for a long time, you go to church, you go out afterwards, maybe you argue theological minutiae, but when you have a brand new believer that's hearing this all for the first time, man, it's gonna change you. You might actually talk about things that would interest the new believer. And then they'll ask you questions and you may not have the answers. Then again, you may have a lot more answers than you think. See, God does not give us this truth to hoard and to keep to ourselves. He gives us this truth to share. And Jesus said, give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. With the same measure you give, it will be given to you. When you're a generous believer in every way, that includes with your finances, that includes your evangelism, that includes everything where you're a giving person, God will replenish your supply. And I think when you're around a new believer and they're asking you questions, well, it, it reminds you of things you've forgotten. Haven't you ever shared something with someone and as you're sharing it, you get re-excited about it again? You're telling them what Jesus did and what it was like when you first came to Christ and how your life was changed. And as you're sharing your story, you get all fired up about it. That's why you need to do it. It's not just for the lost people, folks. It's for us. It's for us too. It's great to have you joining us today for a new beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the U.S. It's encouraging to know that Pastor Greg's messages reach far and wide even halfway across the world. So here's my story. I'd been claiming to be a Christian, but I was actually living for the world. All that changed after I was arrested and sent to jail. I'd hit rock bottom thinking I'd lost everything. I live in Australia and I was in a holding cell, cuffed and being transferred to a van to appear before a judge. I heard a voice in my head saying, you're here because you haven't surrendered. I knew it was the voice of God 
As I stepped into the van, I prayed, Lord, if you get me through this, I promise I'll serve you. In jail, I spoke to a chaplain and I asked for advice on what to read in the Bible. And he told me to read the book of John. So I read John twice, while also reading Matthew, Mark and Luke. Anyway, after serving my time, I was recently released on parole. And that next Sunday, I went to church and surrendered my life to Jesus. All glory to God. I then looked for a genuine Christian radio station and I found one in Springwood, Australia. Since then, it's the only radio station I listen to every morning on my way to work. And I love Pastor Greg Laurie's preaching. That fuels me up. And so do the worship songs. Thank you. What a great story of how God's Word has touched this man's life. Today, Pastor Greg is helping us realise the impact we can have in bringing a spiritual awakening to our culture and a revival to the church. Let's continue. If you want to experience revival, do revival-like things. What did we do back in those days? We told you already we had passionate, heartfelt worship. We studied the Word of God. We believed that Jesus Christ could come back at any moment. And we shared our faith all of the time. I would just say to you, if you would just start doing those things, open every day with the Word of God, study the Word of God, start living believing that Christ could come back at any moment and look for opportunities to tell others about Jesus, you'll experience revival. Because as I've said, we overly mystify revival too as we do evangelism. Revival just means restoration to original condition. And revival starts with you. It starts with me. So don't be worrying about everybody else. They need revival. This church needs revival. You need revival. I need revival. Start with you. Make sure that you're firing on all cylinders as a follower of Christ. Make sure you're doing the things that God has called you to do. Let it begin with you. And so that was our heart, and that still needs to be our heart, because this is not about what happened 45 years ago. This is about something that God wants us to do no matter what generation we're in, and that includes this generation. So I don't care what some people say, oh, I'm uncomfortable, it won't work today. Nonsense. The gospel will always work. It will always change human hearts. And it's always the message God wants us to give to every generation because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let me close by just extending an invitation to maybe somebody here who is not yet a Christian. You know, we're talking about talking to people like you, but maybe I'm actually talking to you right now. Uh, You're hearing these things for the first time. Let me just get to the bottom line. You know why you have a big old hole in your heart? It's because you were created to know God. This modern world with all of our tech and all of our cool stuff hasn't filled the emptiness inside. Drugs, sex, and rock and roll didn't do it in the 60s. High tech and all the things that we have to offer today won't do it in this time. And whatever we come up with and generations that come won't do it either. As long as the Lord tarries, the answer will always be Jesus. You were created to know God. You were created to have a relationship with God. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about knowing Jesus in a personal way. And that's what appealed to me. That's what I wanted. I wanted a relationship with God because I really didn't have a relationship with anybody to speak of up to that point. I didn't even know how to have a relationship with someone. 
But then along comes Jesus and he comes into my life. And I'd had so many promises given to me by adults and they broke those promises and they failed me over and over again and disappointed me. And here comes Jesus and he makes a bunch of promises too and he keeps every single promise. He's never failed me once, ever. His promises are true. And He's kept them for me. And that's why I stand here talking to you about this today. Not because this is my job. This is not my job. This is my passion. This is my life. He changed my life and I want to see Him change other lives. And there might be somebody here right now or somebody watching or listening that does not have this relationship with Jesus Christ. You're a sinner. You've broken God's commandments. We all have. You've crossed the line. You've fallen short of the standard. But here's the good news. 2,000 years ago, God sent His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross in your place, and He paid the price for all of your sin. Jesus Christ came to pay a debt He did not owe because you owed a debt you could not pay. And three days later, He rose again from the dead. Now He stands at the door of your life and He knocks. And He says, if you'll hear His voice and open the door, He'll come in. He can come into your life right now and fill that void that you can't fill in this modern world. This is what you've been looking for. You know, my wife, she likes to put puzzles together. I have no idea why. I walk by a puzzle, I'm like, whatever, keep walking. Kathy will stop. Oh, what are you, crazy? She enjoys it. And a while ago, she got a puzzle and she put the whole thing together and she called me, Greg, what? I'm missing a piece of the puzzle. The last piece is missing. We're literally on our hands and knees crawling around and we finally found it. She completed her puzzle. That's what life is like. You know, we put all the pieces in place. Okay, if I just, you know, if I get married and we have this many kids and we live here and I drive this and, and this happens and that happens, I'll be happy. You get all the little pieces in place and you're all done and there's something missing. It's not a something, it's a someone. It's Jesus. God holds the missing piece, a relationship with Him. But to receive it, we have to reach out and say, I, I want you, Lord, in my life. In a moment we're gonna pray and I'm gonna give you an opportunity to ask Jesus Christ to come and live in your heart as your Savior and your Lord. And you can know then that you'll go to heaven when you die and you can find the meaning and purpose in life you've been searching for for all of your life. So if you need Jesus right now, if you want this relationship with Him, respond to this invitation as we all pray. Let's all bow our heads. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for us. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and dying and rising again. And thank you that you're here, right here, right now, knocking on the door of many hearts. I pray for folks that don't know you. I pray they'll come to you and believe, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And if you want to make a change today in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg will help you do that right now. Listen, as you've listened to this program today, maybe something's been happening inside of your heart where you're sensing, I need to do this personally, but how do I do it and what do I do? Let me help you. 
It's very simple. In fact, it's so simple you may be shocked. God, this relationship with him is just a prayer away. The Bible says, if you will call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So I'd like to lead you in a prayer where you do just that. You call on the name of the Lord. This can be the moment where you change your eternal address, literally from hell to heaven. Just pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for me and rose again from the dead. Jesus, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. In your name I pray, amen. I know, it's such a simple, short prayer, but you just called on the name of the Lord, and you know what? He heard that prayer, and if you meant that prayer in your heart, he answered that prayer. Now let me help you to get started on the right foot in your new life in Jesus Christ. The greatest adventure awaits you the life of walking with God. I want to send you what we call a New Believer's Growth Path that includes the New Believer's Bible and a whole lot more. And let me be the first to say to you, congratulations and welcome to the family of God. And to get that free New Believer's Growth Pack, just ask for it if you've prayed along with Pastor Greg to receive Christ today. We'd love to send one your way when you call us on 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, with the premiere of the new movie Jesus Revolution around the corner, Pastor Greg gives us a special behind-the-scenes look at the making of the film. But before we wrap up today's program, here's Pastor Greg once again to close in prayer. So Lord, we've heard your word. You've given us the great commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you promised you're with us to the end of the age. We're not alone. You've given us this power, you've given us this authority, and you've given us this commission. Now, Lord, help us to do it. You've told us in Scripture we will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon us to be witnesses unto you. Lord, we need this power. So fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit and give us a boldness like we've never had before. Give us a burden for lost people like we've never known before. And open up opportunities and doors for us to engage people in conversations about Jesus. And Lord, we would be even so bold to pray that you'll give us the privilege of leading someone to you. Because you tell us in Scripture, he that wins souls is wise. Lord, we want to win souls. Use us in that way. And then taking a new believer under our wing, we can help them, they can help us, and you'll send revival in our life. You tell us if we go out sowing our seeds in sorrow that will come back, bringing our sheaves with us, rejoicing. Lord, we want to rejoice as you use us for your glory. So we commit ourselves to you and we ask you to go before us and we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called The Jesus Revolution and Evangelism. 
If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.